Welcome guys to the Way Out Podcast. Today's topic, we'll be talking more about heart intelligence and how most of us wait for something external to change how we feel internally. And what I mean by that is that we need the text message from our boyfriend or from our girlfriend to feel loved first thing in the morning. You know, we need the bank account uh, to be big, to feel abundant. Now, these things aren't bad, but what happens if you don't have something external to help change your internal state? Because most of us, we fall prey to smoking cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, uh, sex, whatever it is. And like I say, I'm not against that stuff. But what happens if it's not readily available? You know, I told my friend this one time, I say, you already have the power to change how you feel internally, but you don't really believe it 100% and it takes practice. So sometimes I test myself. Things will happen that I don't like. And yes, I do have, a, I do have alcohol in my house. And I have to say to myself... I don't need that to change my state. I want to train myself not to be dependent on that stuff. And that's where the heart intelligence starts kicking. The more I study this heart, the more I realize I wish I learned this when I was younger. But I, th- I believe my spiritual journey has got me this far to slowly start to understand that I have the power to self-regulate myself. But like I said before, it takes knowledge and it takes a lot of practice. And when I say practice, I say most of us practice how we don't want to feel on a very subconscious level. We practice frustration, anger, sadness most of the time. And we have few moments in our life of joy. Now, I get it. I said to someone one day, we've all been to some kind of trauma before. And everybody out there is looking for happiness. And some people put for victim to this um, reality of thinking life's not fair. Life sucks. And I say, listen, I think life's actually the most beautiful thing God could have ever given us because you get to create your life. If something has happened before that's very traumatic, first thing I always tell people is go, go seek counsel. Go get help because... You don't want to live in this state of anger and frustration for the rest of your life. You don't want to get to the end of the road and look back and say, I lived an angry life all along. And in spirituality, we always say you're going to come back in the same life, but some say it's karma, but we're not going to get into that right now. So I started to say to myself is why not start to practice a different way of being? Because most people, like if you look at an actor, you know, like a famous actor, what do they do? They get into, they start to, they practice so much this new person that they're going to be in a movie that they become that person. And sometimes I know it might sound crazy, but you might have to start to practice being just a happy person, happy for no reason. I don't need nothing external to change my state. I'm good either way. And if you could start to do that, and this is what I'm saying is the knowledge of understanding the heart intelligence, how it works. And someone once said to me, hey, Rome, when you breathe, where do you breathe? To your mind or to your heart? I'm like, what does that mean? Now I get it. If you could start to practice opening up your heart more and more, and I know it sounds cheesy, I know it sounds corny, open up my heart. I'll guarantee you this, you will see a change in your energy right away. I always say in about the first 60 seconds of doing it, and if you keep practicing this over and over again, soon you just become a happy person for no reason. Wake up in the morning, you might have bills to pay, you might have you might be going through a breakup, you might be going through all this stuff, but if you start to change your internal state on a regular basis, catching yourself when you go in the unconscious program of typical you being frustrated, angry, and you start to self-regulate yourself, I promise you this, you will see a shift happen in your energy, number one. And I always say this everybody, the outside world will start to shape itself to mold the image of what you have. Because when I look back on my life and I remember moments when I used to consciously practice gratitude before going to bed, I would consciously practice gratitude first thing in the morning. When I say consciously, I mean I would um, harness the emotion as much as possible. So before I go to bed, three things I'm grateful for. And I would do that. I'm guilty of this for like five, six days straight, day seven, eight, I'm too tired to practice gratitude. I always notice that, I'll talk about business, for example, something would always shift in my business. My numbers would not be what they want to be. But as I was recording this, it hit me again. And I said this to a friend the other day. I said, isn't that interesting that I already know what I have to do to live the life I want, but 
when the thermostat gets too high, notice that sometimes we self-sabotage ourselves and we don't even know what we're doing. We, you know, the, the good starts to flow to us, starts to flow. But the thermostat gets too hot and it says, this is way too much goodness. I'm going to get you a little bit tired today. You got to go to bed. You got to get your eight hours of sleep. And I say to one of my clients who I'm uh, mentoring right now, Mindset, I say to her, if you can't even take 30 seconds out of your day or five minutes out of your day to say thank you to life, God, the universe, it's like imagine if someone gave you a hundred dollars and they didn't it's like imagine you gave someone a hundred dollars and they didn't say thank you to you they just got it and walked away i said that's how the universe feels because we're the creators of our life i don't believe there's a power out there that creates our life i believe that power gives us the resources we need to create our life and i believe when you start to harness these uh, elevated emotions of gratitude love joy you start to create more things to be grateful for but if you go in a state of being frustrated sad angry you create more reasons to be frustrated, sad, and angry. And million dollar question is how do you practice heart coherence? How do you raise energy in your heart? When I first heard this, it was so simple. I didn't do it for the first year. And that's one of my regrets in life, although I have not that many. It wasn't really a regret. So here's how you do heart coherence, real simple. Get your thumb, put it right where your heart is, dead center. And for three minutes, you want to breathe in and feel an elevated emotion of love, joy, gratitude, appreciation, whatever it is. And if you feel a shift in energy and you start to feel good, sometimes, you know, you don't want to label it too much. Okay, I feel gratitude. What does love feel like? If you just start to feel good, you want to sustain that emotion for as long as possible. Some people could do it for one second, some people two seconds, some people longer if you've been unconsciously just being a happy person. But once you get it, you want to sustain it, play with it. And that's where the heart coherence starts to kick in, you know? It's almost like when you start to build up momentum, you know, you want the momentum to keep going. Your heart says, I like this energy. Let's keep it flowing. And at first, it might feel weird and you might feel nothing. And that should just be confirmation to you that clearly I have not practiced this emotional command. Here's what I mean. Get your thumb, put it in your heart and start to practice anger, frustration, sadness. Notice how you could live in those states much faster. And a lot of us are addicted to that. We don't even know that. It's just this is how I am. I, I am an angry person. And I always say this to myself and to friends. I'm like, do you want to be an angry person in your life? Or would you rather have more moments of joy and love and laughter? And we all want that, but it's always something external. But I'm not against the external. I always say that. I'm not against meeting up with friends and laughing. But I always say this is, what happens when you're home alone and nobody's there to make you laugh? What happens if Netflix is not working that day and the movie is just not on point? What happens if there's just nothing? What are you going to do? Most of us go into depression. Most of us go into uh, sadness, loneliness. And those are not emotions we are living. But I've noticed that with this heart intelligence, the intuition that comes up when you start living the states is, I can't even explain what it is, but the shift that I see happening in me when I'm going through a moment where I start to feel lonely, start to feel sadness because I'm home alone, which rarely happens. But when I've had those moments and I say to myself, I don't want to live like this no more. And in that moment, I get music, put on music in my headphones, something something that that's going to help change my state. And I breathe in, you know, and sometimes I talk about this. You don't have to sit still and breathe in. You could move around your house and just breathe into your heart. That's why I do a walking meditation where I'll walk out in nature, sometimes in the house when I'm cleaning because it's too cold to go outside. I just force myself to breathe into my heart and start to cultivate an elevated emotion. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes I got to go for like three, four, five, six minutes. Nothing's popping but push through sometimes i'll just smile for no reason i just go in the mirror and smile like tony robbins once said that he did a study well he actually proved it people laughed at him harvard later came and validated it after laughing at him was if you stand in a superman position if you go on, on um, google and type out superman uh superman standing uh, hands on your waist look straight up for 90 seconds and just smile your state will change right away 
So you see, it's those little things you want to start doing. If you see yourself slipping away, going back to who you don't want to be, you want to start to catch yourself and say, I don't want to be like this no more. At first, it's going to be cumbersome. At first, it's going to be a lot of work. And it's, oh my God, it's a lot of work at first. You know, if you've been very negative and angry for a very long time. But if you start doing it and practicing a new way of being, it just becomes a new norm. And you start to catch yourself. When you start to go back to the old you, you start to realize, wait a minute. I was feeling good most of the day. Now I'm going back to the old program. I don't want to be like this no more. And guess what? Game on. You're going to see, like I said before, the outside reality will start to change. Weird things start to happen. Synchronicities, like serendipities, just this really cool things start to happen. And your friends might ask you, uh, what drug are you on? I want some of that because you're so happy for no reason. Like, did you smoke a joint today? Like, where's, where's my joint, you know? Those things start to happen. And I was having this talk earlier today with another friend of mine. And uh, she said, I struggle to cultivate the uh, emotion of gratitude or love. I said, okay, that's what I used to go through. Uh, get a picture of something or someone that makes you happy. It could be your mom, your daughter, your dog, whatever it is. When you get that picture on the screen in your mind, hold that picture, hold that frame until you change your state and you know it's worked when you feel different listen you can't be angry and grateful at the same time you can't feel love and hate at the same time but you do become who you practice to be every single day but now let's get into it let's get into the science behind the heart intelligence and now get into a lot of the benefits that i believe for a fact have changed my life and 100 could change your life and here's what happens when you start to change everybody around you gets affected by that and here's the cool thing about change when you start to work with the heart. You never have to tell them anything and you never have to be a dictator in their lives. They'll look at you and they'll mirror everything you're doing and they don't even know why they changed. So just remember this, when you start to change, the world around you and everybody close to your friends, family, they will get impacted by this beautiful change they see in you. Because as you start to change, you start to raise your energy. You have a different vibrational energy when you come in a room. And here's what's amazing about it. And I'll get more in depth later on. When you start to change your energy where you are right now, every place you've been to starts to change energetically. Every person you've spoken to starts to change energetically. Things around you start to change that are far beyond your uh, comprehension. Because the heart, as you start to raise this energy in the heart, is capable of influencing and directing your emotions, morality, and decision-making processes. Now, most of you are familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, and he does what you call walking meditation. And they did a study at one of his retreats. Um, I forget the name of the machine. They put it in the room. And what they do with this little a gadget in the room is they get to check up the energy of the room so they can sense if the energy is going up and if the energy is going down. So what they did was they got that group of people who were doing a meditation in one room and took them out of the room and took them onto the beach and to do what you call walking meditation. Now, walking meditation is real simple, is you're training your body to stay in an elevated state uh, with your eyes open, because most of the time we could do it with the eyes closed. But here's what's crazy about the experiment was that when the people were on the beach and they started to raise their energy in their heart and just, you know, start to change their state of being, the little gadget that was in the room picked up that the energy in the room started to change. And that baffled the scientists at first because there was nobody in the room, but the energy in the room started to change. Think about that. Nobody in the room, energy starts to change. So that was one of the discoveries they realized that it doesn't matter where you are. If you start to change your energy right where you are today, raise your heart, uh, start to work on yourself, every state of being is expressed. Every area, every place, every person, doesn't matter if it's in a different continent, your energy will be felt there. Now, that's where they're going to spooky science, quantum physics that I won't get in depth about. But for me, that was pretty fascinating. And it's pretty amazing because as I started to study the heart more and, you know, the heart has so many different dimensions, much more profound. And we have expressions that we love to say, uh, listen to your heart, 
follow your heart, put your heart into it. And I'll speak for myself. I say to myself, like, I say these expressions unconsciously, not knowing that the higher part of me is actually saying, if you would actually apply what you're saying and start to train yourself to actually listen to your heart more. Uh, sometimes, you know, the heart, I, I was reading a book one time, it says sometimes your intuitive voice inside of you can say something that's pretty scary. It might say, you might have to take action like this today. And the first thing you say is, that's too scary. There's no way it's coming from there. And as I was playing with this idea, you know, it's something I've been fascinated with too, because every book I've read, I've been doing so much research and the secret's been in front of us for thousands of years. And we, on a spiritual level, already know this. And this is something that the Egyptians, the Mesopotamians, the Babylonians, the Chinese, the early Greeks, they were teaching us all this stuff. And we know this. It's in the books. It's in different religions. We say it differently. And we know already this power of the heart. But do we believe it on a conscious level? Because as you start living this elevated emotion, the heart produces an electromagnetic field around the body that's been measured up to three meters wide. I, I like to say it's like an aura around your body. Someone said to me, what's the benefit of learning about the electromagnetic field? I said, well, when you're living in a state of gratitude, you have more reason to be grateful for. You start to magnetize things to you to be grateful for. And I said, guys, you didn't get it. I said, look, we've all been to uh, high school and when you get a magnet, and if you put a piece of metal next to the magnet, it could be about two centimeters away. It's going to get magnetized to the, uh, the piece of metal get magnetized to the magnet. Now, if you charge up the magnet, what happens? You could get the same piece of metal, put it five centimeters away, and that piece of metal will be magnetized to the magnet, right? Same with the body, electro keyword magnetic field. You start to raise the energy in your heart. You start to feel good, feel joy for no reason. Life goes, here's more stuff to be grateful for coincidences start to come to you out of nowhere this thing happened to me why because you're raising the energy of your body and that electromagnetic field by law quantum physics has to start to draw experiences to you but what most of us do is unfortunately we draw from this field we don't contribute to the field we draw and turn that energy into chemistry of stress anxiety resentment and that's why when you look at someone sometimes you could just tell by looking at them they don't even have to say nothing they could be smiling you just know something's up and we always say this to someone what's the matter Notice how we say, what's the matter? Energy turns into matter. They just become pure matter. They're no longer energy. So you want to start understanding this because the heart influences how you feel, number one. It's not the kidney. It's not the, uh, it's, it's not the, the lungs. It's the heart. It's been measured thousands of times. It's the one that actually influences how you feel and it's always communicated with you every single day. And you can start to take charge of how you feel more than you think. And learning to connect with these higher qualities and nurture them sends a different signal from the heart to the brain. You can start, like I say, start to train yourself to, to change. You know, IGF starts to go up. And towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk about how when people started to practice gratitude, their immune system boosted up. And they started to upregulate new genes and downregulate old genes. You can, they literally start to signal new genes ahead of the environment. And we're going to get into that now, which is to me the most exciting part. You're not doomed by your genes because you grew up in a family where people are predispositioned to something. This is from Bruce Lifton's work I've been studying as well. Is I get excited when I talk about this because if you could just start to change your state, and I'm, I'm going to repeat this a lot of times because repetition is the mother skill. If you could start to change your state, and start to embracing elevated emotions, you will start to affect your genes. Because it's been proven by science now, study Bruce Lipton's work, the environment affects the gene and it's not the other way around. Now, I know you might be thinking, but what's the importance of a gene and practicing gratitude and living in an elevated state? 
Well, for me to answer that real simple first is you have, you have to start making genetic changes. A lot of people believe that if you're born in a certain family and everybody died of heart disease, that you are predestined to actually die of heart disease. And that's the belief a lot of people have. Well, I'll probably die of this disease because my mom, my grandma, and everybody had it. But see, this is where the phenomenon of epigenetics came into place when Bruce Lipton uh, did an experiment. And what he found out was that it's not the gene that's the, that actually creates the disease. It's the environment that programs our genes to create the disease. And that it's not just the external environment outside of our body, cigarette smoke or uh, pesticides, for example, but it's also internal environment within our body and the environment outside of ourselves. Now, what I mean by the environment is there's two environments. There's external and there's internal. Now, with the internal environment, what they discovered with epigenetics was some people, yes, are predisposition to maybe uh, cancer in the family or heart disease, whatever it is. Now, epigenetics, that's why it became such a huge phenomenon. They realized that if someone's aware or let's say they have the ailment, whatever disease it is, if they actually started to, for a sustained period of time, sometimes months, weeks, years, entertain more positive thoughts, more positive feelings, feelings of health, for example, they actually started to upregulate the gene. Now, I'm not going to go in depth epigenetics, but when I say is the heart intelligence, this is the stuff you start thinking about. What state are you living in? Because it's been proven now that if you live in a state of gratitude, a state of joy, consistent every single day, not every single hour, but more often in the elevated state of what you want, not what you don't want, you actually start to upregulate new genes in your body. So I always say to people, Okay, yeah, you might be going through something traumatic, uh, sickness. Do you believe you could heal yourself? A lot of people think they can, but I remember I was watching uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza and he said when people cure themselves of cancer, it's not just like in one meditation they do it or just one day of feeling positive. Sometimes they do it for a year, sometimes six months, seven months. But one thing I realized about all those people is that all of them would change their state and they would change who they were. So some people would feel victimized because they have this disease or whatever it was. And they say, that's the old me. I don't want to be that person no more. I'm going to start living in an elevated state uh, and acting as if my uh, acting as if my cancer is gone or my disease is gone. And that might sound silly, kind of foolish. Like you try and tell me these people just there to pretend to be someone else. That's exactly what they started to do for long periods of time. And before they knew it, they started to upregulate new genes for health and get rid of the old genes that were responsible for disease. And the last point I want to talk about was when you start to raise energy of your heart. We have what they call a vaccine that we make ourselves known as IGA. They did a study in a group of people. They got them to practice gratitude. I know it sounds silly. Practice gratitude for three days. Sustain, open up your heart for three days. And what they did was they measured their uh, IGA levels before they started to practice gratitude every day and after they practiced gratitude for three days. The IGA level shot up by over 49%. If your IgA is up, you don't, you don't need a flu shot. Your body's going to fight off bacteria. Gets more interesting. Dr. Joe was watching him on a live stream the other time, and he said uh, he's experienced students who practice these heart-centered uh, heart uh, meditations more often. They introduce the strand of COVID and SARS to their blood. Like they got a sample from them just to see how their body would respond. And they got another sample of people who haven't practiced, let's say, gratitude and elevated emotions just to see how the blood would react. To their amazement, when they introduced the the COVID or SARS to the person who has been practicing gratitude and elevated emotions for a long period of time, the blood rejected the COVID and SARS. And then when they introduced the same strand of uh, virus to the different person who hasn't been living these elevated emotions, guess what happened? The blood just took it in. Blew my mind when I was seeing that. So you want to start to realize that you're in control of your, your life and your destiny. 
I'm going to go in depth, not the podcast about epigenetics, uh, the genes and everything. But what I want you to get from this is that it doesn't matter what's happening. You could start to train yourself right now to live in a different state. Will it be weird at first? Yes, it will be. And the best thing I always say is don't tell anybody, just show them and people not naturally notice it. And what happens is that sometimes you feel so whole and complete, you don't even care if people notice that you've changed. But more often than not, like for myself, when I started to change, people started saying, oh, what are you doing different? Um, you're more positive these days. And at first, I didn't know what I was doing. I used to just practice being more grateful. I, I, I had no idea. I was what you would call an unconscious competent. I was just being a grateful person. But now I'm aware that my body was actually changing. My genes were starting to change. And I remember laughing with a friend of mine saying, I don't even recognize myself no more because the, the person I used to be five years ago and who I am today, sometimes it's almost like, I feel like I was re reborn again into a different uh, planet Earth right now. Okay? So, with that being said, guys, if you love this podcast and you love listening to it, give it a five-star on Apple, Apple Podcast. Tag me on Instagram. I'll know you got to the end of the podcast. And my goal with this is just to raise human consciousness. You know, one day I'm not going to be here no more. I always say I'm going to die when I'm 110 probably. But hopefully, you know, you've listened this far. I hope the energy of this podcast is going to help you I feel good because the next interaction you have is going to help the world shift very differently. And I look forward to hearing the feedback from you guys and stay blessed and start to practice opening the heart.